welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast, your weekly roundup of the most interesting trends and developments in performing credit, stressed and distressed, restructuring and post-reorg in the European and SEMA markets. It's Tuesday, April the 25th. I'm Caterina Dassier. Coming up this week, legal director Celine Badenshaw will provide highlights from the restructuring plan judgment of the German real estate company Adler. Reporter Andrew Ross will talk us through the latest on French facility manager Italian's refinancing updates. Distressed debt and restructuring editor Robert Schack We'll discuss Sweden-based mattress group Hiding Handers, which has launched an interim restructuring transaction to shore up liquidity. And finally, high-yield reporter Beatrice Mavrolion will discuss the highlights of the primary market this week. Earlier this week, the High Court in London sanctioned Adler's contested restructuring plan. Celine, can you tell us more about the outcome and some of the interesting points raised in the judgment? Hi, Katerina. Thanks for having me on. Well, Adler has been an ongoing story for us at Reorg since August 2021, and now we have Justice Leach's reasoning behind a restructuring plan he sanctioned last week. To touch on a few highlights, the judge found that the preservation of all but one of the maturity dates of the existing notes did not breach the pari-passi principle, but just reflected the commercial risk known to creditors when they purchase their notes. A common theme in restructuring plan judgments, he found that when analysing the virtues of a plan, creditors know best, and the court only had to be convinced that the most likely outcome of the plan was that they would end up better off, not that the plan was necessarily the best one. Concern was also raised as to the significant holdings the existing shareholders would retain following the implementation of the plan, Under the Adler plan, no new money was to be injected by existing shareholders. This distinguishes it from Amicus Finance and Virgin Active. While the judge raised concerns about the fairness of these retained holdings, this was not enough for him to refuse to sanction the plan. Okay, so Celine, who contested the restructuring plan and why? Well, it's important to remember that the plan did have significant support across all classes, And whilst the 2029s did not overall vote in favour of the plan, over 62% did. However, counsel to the ad hoc group raised a number of points, key of which was whether the no worse off test was satisfied. Under this test, no member of a dissenting class can be found any worse off under the plan than in a relevant alternative, which in this case was a liquidation. Following several days of cross-examination, the ad hoc group tried but ultimately failed to show that little confidence should be placed on the company's valuations. The judge believed that the most likely outcome of the plan was that the company's valuations were more likely to be achieved than the ad hoc groups, and on the balance of probabilities, he found that under the plan, the 2029 note holders would be repaid in full. Crucially, even if the court was wrong and a no-worse-off test couldn't be satisfied, he found the relevant alternative would not be missed by much. And so what what now? Well, just this morning, the ad hoc group have had their application to appeal the judgment refused on the basis that there was no reason to believe the court had strayed beyond the margin of discretion afforded to it. So watch this space for what comes next. Thank you, Celine.
Andrew. Thanks for joining us today. Last week you were reporting on Italian. Why don't you take us through what's going on? Hi, Kat. Sure. So last week we reported that Italian is working with financial advisors at Messier Maris and legal advisors at White and Case to explore refinancing options. So last week, advisors were understood to be focused on renegotiating the group's 103 million euro RCF, which actually matured last Saturday, April 22nd. The group also has maturities in 2024 and 2025. Uh, talks about refinancing these maturities are expected to progress when Italian's new CEO, Maximilian Pegali, begins his role on May 2nd. Okay, um, what do we know about Italian's uh, refinancing plans? Well, Italian has previously stated it will repay its RCF using some of the 753 million euro proceeds from the sale of its UK, Ireland and Asia activities, which includes Acatron to CDNR um, in December. That asset sale uh, raised approximately uh, 698 million in cash for Italian, while the remaining 55 million was paid in the form of a two-year vendor loan note. Italian also said it would use proceeds to deleverage the company and its subsidiaries, in particularly paying off part of the 2024 notes. However, some sources have suggested that the company could try to tender some of the notes together or offer an exchange to bondholders um, or alternatively pay the 2024 and 2025 debt down partially and extend the rest of the debt by about two years. Uh, that's, that's very interesting. And how much uh, flexibility does Italian have with uh, its refinancing? Well, our Covenants team actually did some research into this, which is actually available on our website. Um, I think a key question on a lot of people's minds was whether the disposal proceeds um, had to be used for deleveraging or could they be used for, for other purposes. Um, and in short, there really is um, limited room for Italian to apply the asset sale proceeds on anything other than in deleveraging uh, either its 2024 or 2025 notes or towards investment instead of making uh, other payments such as dividends. But Andrew, must the RCF 20, uh, 24s and 2025s notes be redeemed pro rata? Well, in short, no. So that's kind of interesting. And I think that's where some of the speculation is, is, is going at the moment. Um, if, if you look, the driver for redemption of the 2024s seems to be the maturity date with uh, just over a year remaining before the 24s need to be repaid. The exact maturity date is, is May 15, 2024. But otherwise, the 2024s are, are cheaper for Italian to continue servicing. Uh, the 2025s mature on May 15, 2025. Now, given the high leverage levels that Italian bears going forward and looming maturities of these, of these notes, it really does remain to be seen how it will manage its capital structure. We may get some further information uh, later this week when Italian releases its fourth quarter and fiscal 2022 financial results. Um, so they will be released on April 28 this Friday. Thank you, Andrew. Hi, Rob. Hilding Anders is restructuring again, less than a year after its last restructuring. What has been happening? Hi, Kat. Yes, the Swedish mattress producer is in the process of trying to secure lockups for its so-called interim restructuring proposal. 
Hilding Andes is at risk of running out of money by the end of this month if it fails to complete its delayed 17 million euro sell and leaseback transaction for its Belgian production site. The group has been running with liquidity below its 35 million euro minimum operating level for some time. Cash on balance sheet was just 27.5 million euros at the end of February and is expected to fall to 19.2 million euros by the end of this month. As a result, Hilding is aiming to raise a total of up to 31 million euros in additional liquidity. This will consist of a new 20 million euro super senior facility. It'll be open to all lenders but has been backstopped by the ad hoc group comprising Bearings, Invesco, Energy and Nordea, which was formed during last year's restructuring. The new money facility will mature on January 2026 and pay Eurival plus 10%, as well as a 4% upfront fee. Crucially, it will not feature any elevation rights, meaning that lenders will not be disadvantaged if they don't participate. Lenders will also pick around 11 million euros of cash interest due on April 28th on the group's 300 million euro facility B. As part of the interim restructuring, Hilding is aiming to amend its SFA to enable it to raise additional liquidity if required by further picking the facility B interest and raising additional super senior debt. Okay, Rob, and will sponsor KKR walk away? Yes, that's right. The group is also in the process of selling its 75% stake in its Russian JV Ascona back to the minority shareholder. Sponsor KKR will receive a share of the proceeds, but once the sale has gone through, it will hand over the keys to the core Hilding Anders business. Lenders will take control by equitizing the Holdco pick debt. The company aims to implement the restructuring consensually and has sent out lockup agreements to lenders. The ad hoc group, which represents 52% of the total debt, has already signed it. Lenders will likely look to sell the core European and Asian Hilding Anders business next year. However, the prospects for recoveries look slim. Hilding provided an updated business plan for the 2022 to 2027 period to lenders. It expects EBITDA to grow to 60 million euros from 37 million euros over that time. However, it does not expect to break even in terms of free cash flow until 2027 at best. The company's checkered history, weak profitability and lack of scale means it could likely only sell at a significant discount and as such is probably worth around six to seven times at best which implies an EB of just over 300 million euros based on its 2024 EBITDA forecast. However, there are likely only a limited number of potential buyers with strategic players that look like likely candidates. Hilding will unlikely attract sponsor interest either, which means lenders may have to end up selling parts of it to value-focused funds. Hi Beatrice, we've seen a surge in primary activity over the last couple of weeks. Can you tell us what's going on? So um, for a long time, activity in the primary market had been really slow, um, coming in stops and starts, um, with the vast majority of it focused on amend and extend transactions and refinancings. Market conditions have been challenging for most of this year and last year, um, and macroeconomic conditions have, have put a break on buyouts by private equity while also making issuers think twice about raising new debt at high interest rates. As a result, only about um, 41 uh, billion equivalent um, of new debt has been raised so far this year. This compares with full year issuance of about um, 360 billion euro equivalent in uh, 2021, the year before the Ukraine war, which triggered a lot of this uh, market turbulence. Um, and the, the figures were, were, were calculated by, by Reorg, by the way, and they include loans and bonds um, marketed in Europe. And Beatrice, what has changed? 
Well, there were a lot of issuers who did want uh, did want a need to come to the primary market and were waiting for a more con- constructive market tone. And now it seems that central bank um, rate increases may end soon and inflation may have reached its peak, which creates a more positive back- backdrop for the market. Um, and with a number of UK bank holidays next month, issuers were, were keen to take advantage of the constructive window before that. And can you please tell me about a few of the deals? So this week we've been hit with a massive amount of bonds, which is interesting because when the market was relatively quiet earlier this year, it was the loan market that was more active. So German automotive component and steel tubing supplier Benteler is offering a 975 million euro equivalent of senior secured notes due 2028 um, to repay the company's uh, 225 million euro RCF, which is fully drawn, um, as well as other uh, senior facilities and amounts outstanding under the group's uh, restructuring indebtedness. Um, German pharmaceutical group Schepler Farm is marketing a 750 million euro note. Um, the proceeds of that are, together with the proceeds um, from a drawdown under the group's RCF uh, and cash, um, will be used to finance the acquisition of Zyprexa, an antipsychotic product portfolio. Uh, meanwhile, Italian plastic and glass pharmaceutical packaging company Bormioli is marketing um, 350 million euros of uh, floating rate notes um, to, sorry, uh, yes, uh, to refinance its existing um, 2024 FRNs and repay some of its uh, RCF. And um, a French equipment rental company Loxum is marketing 300 million euros of senior secured notes. The company also launched an exchange offer for its 2025 notes. And there were also a number a number of bonds in the market last week from um, specialty chemicals company Cab, um, plasma derivative producer Kedrion, budget hotel operator Travelodge, gaming company Alwyn, and pharmaceutical company Grunenthal. And Beatrice, I'm curious to know if there are any loans in the market. Yes, there are amend and extend loan transactions in the market from frozen bread company Monbake and from legal and financial um, administration services group TMF. And what are the expectations for the primary market next month? So issuance is expected to drop again, unfortunately, next month. However, um, a new debt Debt package is expected to be launched pretty soon to uh, to fund um, chemicals distributor Univar's um, acquisition by Apollo. And new debt is also expected to come to the market to support um, specialty chem- chemical company Solenis's um, acquisition of cleaning product provider Diverse. And when do you expect a return to significant volumes of LBO financings? That may take some time. Um, private equity was unlikely to start making new deals until it's, it was clear that interest rate hikes by central banks had stopped, which is starting to happen now. But um, after that, it will take some time before the financing for those deals needs to be raised, where, um, which means it's unlikely there'll be a substantial increase in L- LBO-driven issuance until early next year. Thank you, Beatrice. Join Reorg on May the 4th at 6pm London time for the webinar Life Ways Deep Dive and the Future of Part 26As. 
As we discussed the LifeWays Group Parts 26A restructuring plan with advisors on the deal. Register now at rior.com or email marketing for further details. We would like to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience. So please take a moment to complete the short survey at the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we're doing. More information on all the situations and events discussed in this podcast are available on our website, reorg.com. We hope you can join us next Tuesday for another Reorg Europe podcast. Until then, have a great week and thank you very much for listening.